Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Well, the annual consolidated report from the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office has been released, and uh, it convinces me that the Pentagon really doesn't want to talk about UFOs, and they want people to forget about it, and, and, after, and actually they don't really have a grasp on the situation, and they're afraid to tell us uh, for some reason. That's my, that's my take out of this. I just think that... Uh, after looking at this report, and uh, I don't see, I don't see the Pentagon ever playing ball. Uh, uh, they're not, they're just not going to do it. I just don't see them ever releasing this information, uh, other, un, unless they're forced to somehow. I, I just, I just, uh, they don't want to tell the truth about this. That's that's the feeling I got out of it, uh, and they want to con continue to to downplay this and and put people to sleep over it uh, because we you know we do have conflicting reports here. Basically, this report I, I'm going to go through the executive summary here in a minute of this report that was just released on the uh, 18th of October 2023, and uh, I'll go through the executive summary, and you'll see that there's really nothing here. Uh, to call home about uh, there's just nothing it's just boring uh, there's absolutely it's trash in fact before I even get into the executive summary here's a couple of headlines uh, from some mainstream news outlets some UFO reports from military witnesses present potential flight concerns government UAP report says that was from CBS News ABC News says most UFO reports likely to have ordinary explanations government says as investigation continues, see, there's nothing to see here. Uh, here's from CNN, an uh, uh, article from CNN on this. It says, uh, the United States are receiving dozens of UFO reports a month, senior Pentagon official tells CNN. But then when you get into the article, there's really nothing there. They interviewed, they actually, uh, CNN interviewed uh, Sean Kirkpatrick, the director of Arrow. And there's really nothing to talk about here, really nothing at all. It's just boring and it's, it's junk. Uh, actually, I'll tell you, uh, Klaus, who's a personality on Twitter X, I thought he put it best when he said the Arrow report is ass. Oh, yes, I agree. It's junk. It's absolute junk or ass, as Klaus says. Yeah, it's, it's garbage. Uh, and it doesn't tell you anything. It's just, you know, here, here, we yeah, there's some things out there. We, we can't identify them. And uh, maybe if we have better, when, when our technology improves, we'll be able to identify them better and we'll be able to show that there's really nothing to it. It's it's all explainable if we had the right equipment uh, in the future at some point. Basically, that's what it says. But we'll go through it here. It says here, and this is just the executive summary. I'll leave the links for this so you can all check it out for yourselves. It says the report covers unidentified anomalous phenomena reports from August 31st, 2022 to April 30th, 2023, and all UAP reports from any previous time periods that were not included in an earlier report. The All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office received a total of 291 UAP reports during this period, consisting of 274 that occurred during this period and another 17 that occurred during previous reporting periods from 2019 to 2022, but had not been conveyed in previous submissions uh, and then it goes on to say reporting from this period continues to depict a strong but shifting collection bias most reports still reflect a bias towards restricted military military airspace a result of reporting for military personnel and sensors present in such areas this bias has been lessened by reporting from commercial pilots showing a more diverse geographic distribution of uap sightings across the united states however these reports mostly cover observations over u.s airspace and wa literal waters and therefore as these reports continue to come in a u.s centric collection bias will grow significantly relative to the rest of the world 
yeah, of course. I mean, the rest of the world, don't they're not doing this, what we're doing right now. So, of course, it's going to be a bias. Uh, of course, it's going to seem like all these things are happening in the United States because it's, the, it's our personnel who's reporting it. Anyway, continuing here, it says that during the reporting period, Arrow received no reports indicating UAP sightings have been associated with any adverse health effects. However, many reports from military witnesses do present potential safety or flight concerns, and there are some cases where reported UAP have potentially exhibited one or more concerning performance characteristics, such as high-speed travel or unusual maneuverability. Arrow has deconflicted these cases with potential U.S. programs and continues to work closely with its DOD and intelligence community mission partners to identify and attribute any objects found in these cases. Additionally, Arrow continues to investigate and research all cases in its holdings. But let me just stop there. But they have so far not determined anything with uh, any of any of these things could be related to extraterrestrials or non-human intelligence. It doesn't even say that. It doesn't say anything about that in the executive summary whatsoever. Anyway, continuing here, it says, while the mere presence of UAP in the airspace represents a potential hazard to flight safety, none of these reports suggest the UAP maneuvered to an unsafe proximity to civil or military aircraft, positioned themselves in flight paths, or otherwise posed a direct threat to the flight safety of the observing aircraft. Um <laughs> So what? But basically, they're they're not. It doesn't seem like these things are 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 being hostile. Uh, but they do at the same time. Arrow saying they do present they a potential hazard, right? Anyway, continuing, he says although none of these UAP reports have been positively attributed to foreign activities, these cases continue to be investigated. Uh, so let me just stop there again. Again, they're talking about foreign activities. They're not talking about. Uh, out of this world activities whatsoever in this report here in the executive summary and then it goes continues it says arrow continues to make progress receiving standardizing analyzing and resolving reports of uap working with military and technical partners to improve sensor placement and calibration to better collect against uap to elevate the quality of reporting and to provide risk reduction for improved domain awareness while this progress is facilitating collection and analysis of the UAP problem set, the continued volume and unidentified nature of most UAP is a direct consequence of gaps in domain awareness. So, this is the funny part here. These gaps are the direct result of insufficient data secured by radar, electro-optical, infrared sensors, the presence of sensor artifacts such as infrared flare, and optical effects such as parallax that can cause observational misperceptions based on the ability to resolve cases to date with an increase in the quality of data secured, the unidentified and purported anomalous nature of most UAP will likely resolve to ordinary phenomena and significantly reduce the amount of UAP case submissions. Now, let me just stop there. That's the end of the, the executive summary. So, uh, basically what they're saying here is that once they, their technology improves, they'll be able to figure these things out easily and we'll all know that it's ordinary. All of it's ordinary. There's no talk in this report about extraterrestrials. This this is garbage. Arrow is getting us nowhere. I, I The Pentagon is lying. They're playing this stupid game. It's a dog and pony show. That's all this is. It's absolute trash. We're not getting anywhere with Arrow or Sean Kirkpatrick or any of these people. 
Uh, of course, there's. Oh, we don't. I no, but none of us. Anyone who who really cares about Arrow and what they're trying to do, anybody who cares about this this subject, doesn't care about objects that are identified. That's what they're talking about all the time. Let's talk about the unidentified. There's no talk about these. They're, 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 oh, we'll, we'll get better equipment. We'll be able to figure it out. That's nonsense. We're, we're this is stupid game. I, I I talk about it all the time. Here we go. Here we go again. This is designed to put people to sleep. It's 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 boring. There's nothing to it. I mean, you read these news articles about it. There's nothing in them. Anyway, here's here's the CNN article. Uh, there was d- different headlines here. You know, uh, CBS. You know, AB- everyone has boring headlines too. Like uh, here, here's here's the headline from ABC: Most UFO reports likely to have ordinary explanations. Yeah, well, who's going to read that article? I mean, even if somebody who has a casual interest in UFOs, oh, they only have they have ordinary explanations. Well, the headline says it all. Why even bother reading? So you have the you have the whistleblower story and the whist, the whistleblower stories and the uh, crash retrieval stories on one side, right? People coming like David Grush, among others, people we don't really know yet, uh, talking about one thing, and here you have this, and there's nothing to it. Oh yeah, none of all these things we, yeah, it's, it's okay, nothing to worry about, uh, balloons, stuff like that, you know. Anyway, here's from CNN. It says here, the United States government is receiving dozens of reports of UAP, more commonly known as UFOs, each month, according to the director of the office established to investigate the incidents, with potential for hundreds, if not thousands, more reports expected in the near future. Let me just stop there. Yeah, we could get hundreds and thousands of reports, but when you when you get all these reports and and, and you say, okay, yeah, we have we have identified eighty percent of them. We're still working on the other twenty percent, but once we get the better uh, technology, we'll be able to figure it all out, and we'll, we'll, you'll all see it's all natural. That's what basically the story that we're getting. That's the kind of story. That's the kind of narrative that Arrow is pushing. It says here, the office has received approximately 800 reports of unidentified objects to investigate as of this past April, up from 650 reports in August 2022, Sean Kirkpatrick said. Nearly all, of all, nearly all of the new reports refer to objects observed in the air. Only one comes from a maritime sighting. The vast majority are benign objects, such as balloons or drones, but some may be the result of America's adversaries trying to spy on the United States, said Kirkpatrick. Let me just stop there again. We 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 hear the same sentences, the same comments all the time. Yes, balloons, drones, and some of them might be spies from foreign nations. Of course, there's spies from foreign nations sending stuff flying through the skies to spy on us. Of course, all, all of us with common sense could figure that out without even these people telling us. It's not. We're not concerned about that. We want to know more about the extraterrestrial craft that uh, our military is encountering and commercial pilots are encountering. As we all know, it's a real deal. There is our, there are, there is a non-human intelligence among us, right? There are extraterrestrials. I believe that there are extraterrestrials among us, and they're up to something. I know this. I saw one of the craft up close, and I saw one of the beings. As millions of other people have experienced these things up close too. So we keep getting this dog and pony show from the government over this. It's like they're they're just stalling. They don't want to tell us. They just can't. Instead, we get these boring reports to say, "Yeah, there's nothing to it. Nothing to it." Okay, here's another uh, direct quote from Kirkpatrick. He says, There are some indicators that are concerning that may be attributed to foreign activity, and we are investigating those very hard. Um, The report 
released on Wednesday, said the object sightings may represent an issue for flight safety. Most sightings and observations come from near-restricted military airspace, the report found, likely a result from the additional sensors and radars around the facilities. Also says a portion of the increase in reports comes from the FAA, which monitors airspace around U.S. airports starting starting to provide information to the Pentagon. Yeah, that's another thing. But again, it's we're not getting. This is not what we want. We want just the truth already, not this stupid, dumb game. Like we're being gaslighted. That's what it is. We're just being gaslighted. Anyway, I'll, I'll leave the links for some of these articles and, and of course, to, for the report for anybody who wants to check out because there's a lot more to that report. It's like 15 pages long. Uh, I only read the executive summary. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But uh, uh, here was an article from, I talk about Liberation Times, Christopher Sharp. Uh, he does a good job uh, reporting on what's going on with the, in the Pentagon. And he talked about a recent interview uh, that uh, Dr. James Lekatsky had uh, on the Weaponized podcast with Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp. And uh, Lekatsky, he uh, was the, uh, he actually led the Advanced Aerospace Weapons Systems System Applications Program, or OSOP, which was a study of UAP uh, uh, that the government had uh, in years pr- uh, prior to uh, prior to Arrow. Anyway, uh, he, the headline of this says, uh, "Former head of U.S. government UFO program confirms the government possesses advanced craft of unknown origin." And he gets in, when he had this interview uh, with uh, Corbell and Knapp, he got into this a little bit. He talks about it in his new book that he that he wrote, and uh, it sounds like it's extraterrestrial, uh, but he can't say too much about it. But anyway, we'll go through this article here a little bit from, uh, from Christopher Sharp. It says, a newly released book co-authored by Lekatsky, uh, dedicated to the study of UAP reveals... This, at the conclusion of a 2011 meeting in the Capitol building with the United States Senator and an agency undersecretary, Lekatsky, the only one of his book's authors present, posed the question. He stated that the United States was in possession of a craft of unknown origin and had successfully gained access 
to its interior. The craft had a streamlined configuration suitable for aerodynamic flight, but no intakes, exhaust, wings, or control surfaces. In fact, it appeared to not have an engine, fuel tanks, or fuel. Lekatsky asked, what was the purpose of this craft? Was it a life support craft useful only for atmospheric re-entry or what? If it was a spacecraft, how did it, then how did it operate? Speaking about the above path passage within the book, Lekatsky confirmed, what's in the book is an exact statement of the event that occurred in the congressional facility. And then Corbell put this following question to Lekatsky. You told us because you were allowed to tell us that our government has a UFO in its, in its possession and has been able to access the inside of it, right? Lekatsky said, yes, I was allowed to tell you. Then he goes on, uh, it says here, uh, Lekatsky, a respected rocket scientist who worked for the Defense Intelligence Agency, or DIA, was interviewed by George Knapp and Corbell on the Weaponized podcast, the book, Inside the United States Government Covert UFO Program, Initial Revelations, was authored by Lekatsky, Knapp, and Dr. Colm Kelleher, who worked alongside Lekatsky within OSAP. When asked by Corbell whether he had entered the craft described within the book, Lekatsky responded, I can't answer that. Later in the interview, Corbell asked Lekatsky an opportunity to, to dispute the implication that he had seen and stepped inside the craft. Lekatsky declined the offer. Referring to the meeting with a senator described in the book as having taken place within the U.S. Capitol in Washington, Lekatsky said there was more to it, considerably more to that discussion about what the situation was. And when he was pressed uh, to speak further about that meeting, uh, and he, he, he said he can't really talk about it because he cited fears uh, that if he said anything, it would, could, could provide information to United States enemies. He says, we are surrounded, but hopefully not so by our enemies. You can be sure they're listening to this show right now. Uh, another reason for the secrecy Lekaski cited was that he wished to follow the rules. We follow the rules, and there's a good reason, a good reason to follow. Now, I, I guess I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Okay, he's saying, but it's not, he's not saying it's alien craft. He's just saying it's advanced craft of unknown origin. It doesn't have any engines. It doesn't look like it used any fuel. He couldn't really say much about it, but apparently this guy saw something. What is it? Where did it come from? Who's operating? Who made it? Who met, where, did, where was it manufactured? It sounds like something that was man, could have been manufactured by uh, a non-human intelligent race. Uh, the the beings that are among us right uh, at this moment and here for a long time now, that's what it sounds like to me. So I see you get stuff like this. We get little bed breadcrumbs thrown out our way, uh, but we don't get the truth. We never get the truth from the government or or the full truth. I mean, this guy's saying he can only give us so much information. He can't tell us everything. And yeah. I'm tired of it. I, I am so frustrated. I know how a lot of people, I, I, I feel the same way. A lot of people out there, I, I hear them all the time. You read their statements on, on, on Reddit, on Twitter. They're fed up with this nonsense, with this stupid cover-up. And it just continues. It's just like a game. It's just so stupid. I, I, I don't even know. I, I, I'm so, I don't even know what to say about it. I don't know. What do you do? How do, how do you end this? And the only way you could end it is, is coming up with the absolute end-all proof yourself and presenting it to the world. Uh, obviously, here, here's what I'm, I've come, there's no question in my mind. I've come to the conclusion that uh, I think the, we're completely outmatched by, these, by this extraterrestrial presence. The government knows something. Obviously, they must know something horrible or terrible. Because I don't think that the world would be that upset by by knowing the truth, by knowing that there's an extraterrestrial presence there. I just don't see it. 
I mean, I know it. There's a lot of people out there who know it. A lot of people who have seen these things. Uh, people who never believed it before, never even thought about this kind of subject before. They have an encounter of their own, and they're okay with it. I don't think it's that anymore. They're just keeping this a secret for military purposes. That's their main reason. But I'm tired of being treated like a child over this. That's what it is. We're all being treated like a bunch of kids. It's like, this is such nonsense. The Arrow Report is junk. This is junk. All of it's junk. You know, it's not enough. Okay, yeah, this guy saw something, but he can't really tell us anything. The government will allow me to say this much, but I can't tell you anymore. I'm tired of it. I, I really am. I, I don't know what we have to do to get the truth, to pry the truth out of these creeps, but I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick and tired of it. I know a lot of people out there are sick and tired of it. I, I want to hear more from some of the, the people. I want to hear more from uh, Lou Elizondo. He's starting to speak up. I seen him. I talked about it recently. He was on Twitter talking. I, I need to hear more from these people. I, I want to hear more from the insiders. I want to hear from more whistleblowers, not just David Crush. I want to hear from all these people. Need to start stepping up to podiums and just blurting it out. I mean, why are we playing this stupid game? Why? I mean, this is the biggest story of all time. Why? Why is it top secret? You know, why are these people afraid of their... Why should they have to be afraid of, of, of their lives? Why, why they sh It shouldn't be this way. I mean, I'm tired of hearing these stories. I want to hear... I just want the truth already. Let's get it out there already. A lot of people are just... We're all fed up with this nonsense. It's the same stuff all the time. You know, sometimes I feel like we're getting closer to to, to disclosure, to, to the somebody in the government finally coming clean and bringing out the truth and showing us the evidence, right? I feel like that. And then, something, then, then I feel like I look at that report from Arrow today and I feel like we're going backward. This is junk. This ain't getting us anywhere. It's like it's project. It's even it's even worse than Project Blue Book. That's what's starting to feel. Arrow is worse than Project Blue Book. That's where I'm at with it. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Anyway, uh, I, I need to get this uh, rotten taste out of my mouth. And there was a, a little... I want to share some story that I, was, uh, I came across uh, recently. This was in a book uh, that I just received recently called UFOs in Pennsylvania by patty wilson actually this book came out uh 12 years ago 
And there was an interesting story in here about uh, an encounter that a, a woman had, or actually, a, a, I guess she would have been a girl back in 1954. That was very strange. Uh, anyway, uh, it says here, it was the spring of 1954 and Helen was dawdling a bit to enjoy the sunshine and fresh air. School was out and she was on her way home from Father Brown's parochial school near Pittsburgh. Her school uniform felt warm and itchy that sunny afternoon and Helen couldn't wait to be free of it for the summer. Helen took a shortcut through a thicket of trees as she headed back. It was a familiar path and she moved along comfortably. The trail twisted around and Helen froze as she rounded the turn. Before her was a small saucer-shaped craft. It sat squat on the ground as she observed it. The craft was smooth and showed no opening seams or marks. The craft was small enough that it couldn't have held more than one or two beings. After a time, Helen's eyes shifted to a being about six feet from the craft. The figure was humanoid, but she felt that it was not human. The proportions were wrong for a person. The being was extremely thin and held itself oddly. Helen studied the figure for about 15 seconds, but it never moved. Helen stood frozen too. She had no idea what to do and was afraid that any movement would draw the being's attention. Without warning, the figure and craft just faded away. It happened quickly, and Helen found herself looking around to see if they had moved elsewhere, but there was no sign of either the craft or the being. They had simply disappeared into thin air. Now, that happened in 1954 near Pittsburgh, uh, and of course Helen doesn't give her full name here, but uh, she didn't talk about it for years. And then, like later on in life, she provided the story to uh, the Pennsylvania UFO Research uh, Group. And uh, I just think it's a strange story. I think it's an interesting story. I mean, you hear stuff like this; these beings could just fade away, disappear. They have obviously some sort of invisibility powers on, on top of everything else. I, I there's no question about it, actually. Uh, in fact, I think that I might have come across one of these uh, invisib invisible uh, in aliens uh, when I was living in Hawaii back in 2007. And I've talked about that story before when uh, I, ha I had a dog that disappeared mysteriously and then reappeared two and a half hours later and uh, basically disappeared right in front of me. But the, the circumstances surrounding that that disappearance, I, I've never been, I've never been able to explain it. And I've come to the belief that actually extraterrestrials had uh, abducted the dog at least temporarily and then returned it two and a half hours later. Uh, it's, I, I have no other explanation for it. Basically I had a dog, I, I, I brought it outside with me while I was cutting some uh, grass around this house I was living in. It was, a uh, the houses, uh, where I lived in this area, they were all built on stilts because it was a tropical rainforest and it rained a lot there. So, uh, I, when I went outside with the dog, I tied the dog, uh, the tied the chain to the dog's collar. And then the other, uh, end of it, I wrapped it around a post, one of the stilts that held up the house, wrapped it around the post and clicked it into a link and it was uh, made a loop and the dog was there. And then, uh, I was, I started cutting this grass with a weed whacker and next thing you know, the dog disappears. Uh, couldn't find the dog, looked all over the place for it, looked all around the perimeter of the property. Uh, there was all this low to the ground uh, jungle. Uh, you could see over, but it was very dense. But I'm looking in all this area and I could not find the dog. The dog just disappeared. And then the dog reappeared suddenly two and a half hours later. And when it did, uh, the chain was still attached to it and uh, to its neck. And then at the other end, it was still in a loop and I couldn't figure that part out. Um, Basically, that loop was around a post 
the stilt that was holding up the house, but there was no space for that loop to go through. So I don't know how that could possibly occur uh, unless it went through solid matter somehow. But uh, if there were, I think there might've been extraterrestrials there that day. I've come to that. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent. I think it's possible though. I think that they were right there or probably somewhere in within the vicinity, right in front of me for all I know, but I think they were invisible. The way the dog returned to me, for all I know, there was craft right in front of me and I did not see it because I had looked at uh, in this area uh, in these bushes uh, like five or six times. I just I just got done looking in at it again. The dog wasn't there. I'm looking straight down at it. There was nothing there. And then I, I gave up looking and I sat down on the steps of, uh, of the house. And I, I, right when I sat down and gave up, uh, the dog rose out right in front of me in an area I had just looked at looked in five or six times, and the chain was still attached. I, if they, if they were if those aliens, uh, or if it was aliens, I think that they were, they they were using some sort of sort of invisibility uh, power. That's it must have been. I don't I don't know how else to explain it. And they might have returned that dog right in front of my eyes, and I didn't see anything. Nothing. I didn't see anything. That's just my. I, I believe that that's what it could have been. And the reason I do believe that that's what it could have been is because it sounds very similar to like things that happened in uh, Skinwalker Ranch uh, back in the 90s when there was a, that family was living there and they had all these strange uh, poltergeist type activities going on. And that's why I've come to believe that the, there might have been aliens in Hawaii that day. Uh, this, would have been, this would mark the third incident that I had. Uh, with extraterrestrials the first one and the second one were no question in my mind right i uh the first time there was an alien being in my room when i was a little kid in 1977 and the second incident in 1994 during a fishing trip with a friend there's no question that that craft that i saw floating in the air uh in the middle of nowhere was uh two and a half stories off the ground making no sound there's no question in my mind that that was an extraterrestrial craft and there was a witness there too a lot it wasn't just me there was two of us that saw this there's no question in my mind about those two incidents. And that third incident, I think it might have been extraterrestrials. I, 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 I really do. I think that they were there. I think they were invisible to me that day. It was a bright, sunny, glorious day that day. Um, and I think that the, that day I ex- actually experienced it. Uh, I, I think it's very possible. I'm not 100% on this one, right? But I think it's very possible that extraterrestrials were there and they're invisible to me. I did not. They could have been hovering right over me. They could. Have, they could have been right in front of me, put, placing that dog back to where uh, into the bushes, right? And they're completely. I was completely oblivious because they were using some sort of invisibility. Uh, and maybe that's what's happened in this case in 1954 too. It looks. That's what it sounds like. Anyway, uh, one more thing I want to move on. I want to talk about uh, the recent poll I conducted on Spotify. And this was for the episode, uh, Are the Peru Alien Corpses Actually Ancient Dummies? Uh, now, of course, this was there was a, a, a person who was a UFO enthusiast uh, who, uh, who actually saw these uh, alien, uh, Peru alien corpses, alleged alien corpses, back in 2017, uh, before Jaime Masson, long before Jaime Masson presented them just recently uh, and unveiled them at a hearing in Mexico about UFOs and said that they were alien corpses. And uh, now this guy who saw them in 2017, he says, well, no, I, I think they could be dummies, that they were actually put together with a dog or animal and, and, uh, human bones as as dummies back a thousand years ago that's what his his uh theory is 
Uh, anyway, I asked this question, are the Peru alien corpses actually ancient dummies? Uh, 14 people or 21.9% say yes, while 22 people or 34.4% say maybe, and 28 people or 43.8% say no. Um, I'm going to go with the maybe one on that one. They might be, I don't know. I, I, I think we still need to have some uh, neutral investigate some neutral uh, scientists uh, an independent group look at the at these aliens uh, corpses alleged alien corpses and do and do their own testing on it let's instead of people that are associated with Masson, that's that's the issue here right he has some people that he's uh, in mexico who he's associated with they had that live uh test you know, we but we need more than that. We need more confirmation from different people. I still think it's definitely something that needs to be rectified one way or another. That's why we need to have that independent uh, investigation, in, independent group come in of, of scientists and study and look at that DNA and see what they say. I, I'd like to see something like that. Okay. Uh, anyway, I want to say thank you all for joining me. Until next time.